Hashtag hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa, g'day minis. Bushwhacker Luke here. Two thousand fifteen Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah. Whoa. This is pro wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner. And you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- <laughs> fellas, uh, uh, you guys have a great day. And, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my See? God. <laughs> That's in. a great day. <laughs> we've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, I mean, we've really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. My name is Carl Carafel. I'm joined alongside Chris Best. And this is Turnbuckle Talk. Turnbuckle Havoc. Episode number 345. Before we start today's show, we want to give our condolences to the friends, family, and the fans of one Matthew Perry who tragically lost his life in an apparent drowning this past week. According to TMZ, he drowned Saturday morning. First responders finding him in a jacuzzi in his home. Mm -hmm. The entertainment world has been in shock, with many within even the wrestling community offering their condolences And we wanted to make sure that we offered ours as well. Yeah, this passing actually hits really hard for me. Really, really hard. It did for a lot of people. Um, I was a a huge, huge fan of Friends, so still am. Like many people were, and I'll be completely honest, I was not. I was not a big fan of the show, so I really Mm. didn't watch it. But a loss is a loss nonetheless, and especially when it comes from the entertainment world, just as we're in. We're in the entertainment business. Yeah. So we can totally understand. Parrish, how are you doing, my friend? Good to see you. JJ, good to see you as well. Appreciate you coming in and being here with us. We have got, well, honestly... Not very much to talk about this week on Turnbuckle Talk, so this might be a little bit of a shorter episode this week. We don't know. Depends on where the conversation takes us. That's where we're going to go with everything tonight as well. First comment on TBT. What? Oh, yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) You did. You got the first comment this week. At 8.06 p.m., which is absolutely fantastic. And we love those comments. If you are not following us, make sure that you check out the socials for our local establishment as well as Turnbuckle Studios. And join us Monday nights for the Raw Watch Along with Chris and myself and OMD and Mr. Parrish. And on Tuesdays when we do Turnbuckle Talk. There is a few things that I do want to kind of go over here when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. And uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> perish. Uh, how? How'd you manage that? How'd you manage being off work? As That's, early as you are right now. <laughs> right? That's a rare treat. A rare treat. There are some things that we would like to go over when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. And um, one of them was actually sent to us by a uh, returning guest here on Turnbuckle Talk, and that is Mr. OMD. We want to talk about a guy named Dennis Knight, former WWE Tag Team Champion, widely recognized as Phineas Godwin or as Midian yeah. when he was in, within the WWE. And let's not forget, he's also a former European champion as well. Yes, yes, he is. Rare trick or treat, you mean? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. And a happy Halloween to everyone. We really appreciate all of you taking the time to uh, join us, whether it is live or whether it is after the fact as well either or we appreciate absolutely everyone that comes in for us now it's it's it sucks when stuff like this happens um this is coming right from dennis right from mr knight um he was also in wcw under the name tex slazinger yeah, see, I couldn't remember that uh, what his name was there because I know that him and Henry Godwin were tag team partners in WCW as well. Yes, I couldn't yeah, remember he if he was Tex, Tex or not. Lozinger. Yep, Tex, yeah. Tex, it was. Indian <laughs> rules. Yeah. <laughs> so he actually says that he had to take a break from being a chef because that's what he's been doing after leaving the world of professional wrestling. Because yes. I got half my foot cut off about six months ago. There's these things called speed racks. They're like big squares that have uh, shelves, and you wheel the food around with them. There could be hundreds and hundreds of pounds when they're fully loaded. One of them fell off of a broken back deck and landed on his foot. And because of the fractures that he uh, uh, had prior in his spine, he can't. And this is crazy. He says, I can't feel from my knees down. So, unfortunate news. Yeah, we're starting off the show with a a bit of unfortunate news uh, on all fronts, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. But we want to make sure that we get these things Uh, said and put out there for people anyways because this is something that i know a lot of people really won't be talking too too much about is these injuries and these things that that uh you know stars are doing after the fact right right so it sucks it sucks we wish him the best as well 100 percent, we do um I'm hoping for a speedy recovery for him so that he can get back to his new passion, which is cooking, which is being a chef. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's fantastic, you know, to, to know that he went on to do something that he's passionate about 
and you know this unfortunate thing happens and i'm sure there's probably claims that have gone in because of a broken deck and stuff like that i'm sure we i don't know any of those details but whether here yeah. or there he's hurt he's injured can't do what he loves to do but we wish him I, the absolute yeah. best uh because you didn't say what the injury was carl he uh he had to have half his foot severed for those who don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right at the very beginning yeah. that I said that. Oh, I didn't catch it. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good. Um, it's all good. Yeah, no, he, he's... he actually had said that. Uh, he says, I got half my foot cut off about six mm. months ago. And the, yeah. the crazy thing is, is after that had happened, he worked the rest of the day in, in his kit in his kitchen. Didn't feel a damn thing, as you had mentioned, until somebody pointed it out. Some one of his sous chefs or something like that had pointed it out to him right right which that's crazy yeah crazy but i wish nothing but the best for him to come back i want to see him get back in the kitchen because from what i've read he's a fantastic chef that is what i have heard as well i definitely have we do want to make mention that NXT's Halloween Havoc Night 2 is happening right now. So if you guys want to know all of the going-ons of NXT from Night 2 of Halloween Havoc with your hosts, Shotzi and Scarlett, for this year's Halloween Havoc, join our hosts with our local establishment Ed Fries and Astrid Pizarro, as they are going to be bringing you taking over at about 10, 10, 10, 15 p.m. Going to want to mm -hmm. check them out, and they're going to give you all the updates on everything that happened on this NXT show tonight. Now, you, you got to see the first week. You got to see, or the first night. You got to see last week's. What did you think? Fantastic show. I loved that it was mostly women. My star of the night was Brian Pillman Jr.'s debut because I thought it was a fine debut. It right. showcased exactly what we're going to get out of his character. Um, that uh, that match with Beck, uh, Becky Lynch and Taya Valkyria, uh, Valkyria there, right. that one surprised me because I really thought Becky was going to keep the belt in that match. And then I see Ty of Valkyrie, like, cause I was literally sitting here. I'm like, okay, Becky's probably going to win. And I went and started playing a game on my phone. Next thing you know, I look up, there's Taya with the, holding the title <laughs> above her, of, above her head. Right. Right. I'm it, like, quicker okay. than I had expected. I, I'm like, okay, let's, let's see where this goes. <laughs> I think Valkyria can do. A fantastic job holding that championship in NXT. I think I'm so looking too. Forward to seeing what she can do. I kind of want to see her and uh, Tiffany Stratton possibly get that. Uh, Tiffany get her rematch. Taya gets or her rematch for the shot. It's not really a rematch against because Becky took the belt off her. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. I want to as well. I I, I would love to see the two of them. Uh, in a program together, I think it would be fantastic. Uh, and and this week's show is a little more guy heavy, 
on it. Now we do have, and this one I'm looking forward to looking back on afterwards, catching the show afterwards, Kalani Jordan taking on Lola Vice in the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament Finals. Um, I'm th- Kalani Jordan, I think, is going to be the one that comes out on top of this. I could be wrong, though, but that's what I'm thinking. I tend to agree with you. Her performance in that tournament was just because uh, I went in thinking Ariana Grace was going to win it because she seemed like the surefire winner. Of course. But no, she's the, uh, she's already stepped forward here. I'm looking forward to more of her. I'm looking forward to her later on tonight, actually. Mm-hmm. So I do think she's going to take the tournament for sure. I think so as well. You're gonna have to tune in afterwards to find out everything that happened. Yeah, and I'm the gonna have to uh, watch the show later on. Yeah, because yeah, uh, if you want to see the Ghostbusters car at the beginning of the show, which I do, and New Year's Day performing the opening theme. Oh, I absolutely love New Year's Day. <laughs> New Year's Day is a band. For those that don't know, make sure you go and check them out. It was my first time hearing them, and I'm going to get a bunch of their tunes on Spotify later. We talked recently about, um, you know, Impact Wrestling going back to TNA, total nonstop action. Now, one of the big staples with TNA was their six-sided ring. Now, Booker T... Uh, yes, is a guy who last night on the Raw Watch Along, I said, I'm tired of it, and he can go away. But he has strongly endorsed for the revival of the six-sided ring. There are many within the company right now that have worked inside the six-sided ring that have said it's a lot more difficult. It's a lot more stress on the body. We would prefer it not to come back. I want to know what you, what, how, how you see this. Do you think because it's the name TNA that they should bring this the six-sided ring back? Or do we even need that aspect? So to me, the six-sided ring in TNA is what made TNA stand out from the WWE. Um. Right. But in watching how wrestlers performed in that ring, that ring looked a, l- a little bit stiff for my liking, especially when they run off the ropes. Mm-hmm. So there's, I guess there's a bit of a safety concern there, but I think I would be f- all for the ring, the six-sided ring coming back. Cause again, it stood, it made TNA stand out. Uh, right. Then we had the six, the six side to steal from lockdown that, Lockdown was my one of my favorite pay-per-views to order and watch. So yeah. It it's just one of the staples that made TNA stand out. And while they kind of tried to compete with WWE, they weren't necessarily WWE's competition. They were doing their own thing. And by doing right. their own thing, they had their own ring. They had their own style of ring, I should say. <clears throat> Yeah, it yeah, was like so, their own identity. Yeah. It it totally felt like like if I went from watching a WWE show to a TNA show, that I was watching something completely different. And yes, I could say that about AEW, but 
to a certain extent, it's just I'm, I feel like I'm watching a lot of WWE's, uh, I wouldn't say cast-offs, but a lot of people who were formerly a part of WWE three, four years ago, you know? Right. Right. I have done a little bit of work inside of a six-sided ring, and yes, it is a lot different from working a four. Um mm-hmm. You really have to be uh, more aware of where you are when you're in the ring, uh, especially if somebody's going to be grabbing and throwing you. You really uh-huh. need to know where those ropes are because instead of having, you know, 18 feet of, of, of rope, you've only got like nine. That's right. Like it's really not a lot of space then. <laughs> no. No, it really is not, and it's it's very difficult. One one little mess up with the mind, not knowing where you are, could send you into the turnbuckles as opposed to the ring ropes, which can totally mess up and throw an entire match right off. It shouldn't, but it can for those who not, are not really experienced enough, right? I, yeah, and I seem to remember both Kurt Angle and uh, Sting saying pretty much the exact same thing you did when they were asked about going from a four-sided ring to a six-sided ring and how they've said it felt completely different for them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So now, do you want to see maybe... um, So now I know that they've, they've kind of put out there that, yes, you know, they're going to be going back to the... Uh, TNA name do you want to see that put into storylines as well or do you want it just to happen how would it happen with storylines like that's how that, that's kind of an intriguing question there um, well I'm sure I'm sure that they've got enough um, stars that are not working with other companies that could maybe uh, come in and uh, you know kind of pump it up a little bit so to speak Uh like hey uh you know i've been here before i've been in tna i know what it takes i've uh, tna nice tna yeah um you know like and 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 just kind of build it as like a uh, i know what 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 it takes to be a tna star and just being an impact star isn't enough and maybe start a little uh, feud between a couple of TNA stars and Impact stars. Okay, so similar to um, when they brought back ECW in the WWE, and they had that ECW Originals feud versus uh, the Young uh, the Young Blood feud. I can't remember what their stable name was. Right. I could see that. I'd be all for that. I could see like. Uh, Eric Young, Frankie Kazarian. Uh, I, I would say AJ Styles, but he's tied tied to the WWE right now, and I don't think he would still go back there. <laughs> no, probably um, not. But what about like a Kurt Angle? Like Kurt Angle was part of the main event mafia that's there. Uh, Booker, yeah. he was part of that as well. Uh, Devon. I'd be fine. I'd be fine with. Kurt going there, but only in a managerial role because, let's face it, his body is just completely beaten now. <laughs> right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I'm uh, 
I'm really interested in this because I was a huge fan of TNA. Uh, yeah. Back, you know, weekly pay-per-view NWA TNA type of situation. I was, yep. I was always a fan of it. So I spent a pretty penny on those weekly pay-per-views. <laughs> right. You know what? There's another guy that was part of Impact and TNA or NWA TNA um, who may be setting his sights on bouts outside of a WWE ring right now. And that's Bobby Lashley. So while he is a two-time WWE champion, you know, he's made the most of his second run within the company as much as he possibly can. He's a former army wrestler who is also an accomplished MMA fighter with a 15 to two record during his time away from the WWE. Um, he's, he's kind of put out there that he's, he still has the urge to continue his fighting career. Uh, how do you feel about him going into possibly like boxing because it seems to be getting a lot of buzz right now. I'd be fine with him doing boxing, but uh, not MMA. Because MMA is a little... Uh, I mean, boxing is an intense sport. But mm. MMA just has a little bit more intensity to it. And that's what Lashley did prior... After he left the WWE. And then went to our TNA. Right. Um, I could see, but I could see if they want to do put him in MMA because of the fact that he's under the contract to WWE TKO right. Holdings. I could see UFC maybe bringing him in for a one-off fight against somebody or something like that. You know, we have got right now crossovers that are that are happening within the WWE, whether it be you know Bad Bunny or even Logan Paul. Somebody who does, you know, I, I want to call it celebrity boxing. Um, right. You know, because this isn't something that they've done their entire life. It's not their life's work is put into boxing or, you know, any type of MMA. Um, you know, Logan Paul coming over, doing some crossover stuff from boxing to the pro wrestling, uh, even with, you know, like KSI coming in and doing a little bit as well. Um, we've seen stuff like this in the past before when it comes to like Dennis Rodman, uh, you know, and, and we've seen it. We have definitely seen those Every, things yeah. happen, right? Every time I think of Dennis Rodman, I think of the story where he skipped out on a Chicago Bulls practice to go do Nitro. Right, right. That's somebody who is, who is a, a good mind for an entire entertainment setup yeah. because he he knew he knew the dynamics of i could miss this practice and still be a phenomenal basketball player but i can't miss this and be a phenomenal entertainer over there right yeah and that and that was during a time when the bulls were making a run for the playoffs as in the playoffs as well <laughs> So do you think we could see Bobby Lashley possibly even staying on with the WWE and being one of those guys that can transition over back and forth between MMA and boxing, 
but still be known as WWE superstar Bobby Lashley. I don't see why not, because, I mean, if they're letting Logan Paul go and do all this extra stuff while still contracted under WWE, why not let uh, Bobby Lashley go and do other things that would, because that would build on the brand of WWE as a whole as well. Not just Bobby Lashley's brand, but WWE's brand. Plus, it would probably make TKO Holdings, again, they're mentioning them again, it would make them look good. In the eye, in the public eye as well, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I think it's yeah. really cool to see all of these different things, uh, different things happen. Uh, these crossovers are absolutely fantastic. I love them, love them. Yeah, just as long as there's like you know no. Contract tampering, you know, going on. Right, right. No, I get. I, I I totally, totally understand what you're saying there. Definitely. Yeah, like if Bobby Lashley goes and fights a boxing match, that promoter shouldn't tamper with what he's got for his con- for a WWE contract. You know. Yeah. No, hundred percent. We all know that Sting will be retiring. Yes. So my good friends over at Wrestling Inc. decided to put out a poll. And I want to get your answer to this poll. Um, Sting has announced that his final match will be at AEW Revolution 2024. Who do you want to see him face in his retirement match? Now, they gave the answers of Adam Copeland, Jeff Jarrett, Darby Allen, or other leave a comment out of that list what would you have chosen okay so i definitely would not choose jeff jarrett i feel like i've seen sting and jarrett way, way too many times in tna so right and i i love jarrett so i'm not i'm not knocking him at all no no i, I get want it, it. Uh, uh, there's the, the other two options are are tied for my number one actually because I do want to see Adam Copeland take on Sting because that's a dream match that I didn't know I wanted until I saw them both standing in the ring. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so just seeing them just standing there shaking hands, I'm like, I kind of want to see these two go at it because uh, they both missed each other when they were in the WWE together. Yeah, they did. And I do. And the reason I want to see Darby Allen is because this is a chance to get Darby Allen over. This is a chance for AEW to get their homegrown talents over, which is something that they sorely need to do. Right. So those that so voted, there was put them in a triple threat. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, a triple threat would be cool too. So there was 957 votes done on this poll. Mm. The final results being 11.8 for other, which I can't see the comments. So I don't know who these people chose. 18.3% for Adam Copeland. 9.2% for Jeff Jarrett. Leaving 60.7% of the people wanting Sting versus Darby Allen. 
to be Sting's final matchup. And that's how it should be at the same time, because usually when an outgoing wrestler is retiring, leaving the company, whatever, they usually have a protege that they're uh, going to put over, right? Right. We yeah. saw that with uh, Bruno and Larry. Bruno was on his way out. He didn't put Larry over, but because that was the teacher-student feud that they did. But Larry got over because of that feud. Right. Uh, there's plenty of other uh, uh, situations I can think of, too, where that did happen. But Darby would be incredibly over if he if he takes the win on Sting. It would be. 100% it would be. And it would be that way for, uh, you know, it, it, it's that rub, right? Yeah. 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 And, and those are it's definitely... That, uh, needed. It's putting that extra little bit of money in Darby's pocket, as it were, you know? Yeah. If what Sting would do with that match is he will make Darby look like a star, and Sting has been known to make other wrestlers look like stars. Yes, yes, he has. <laughs> he definitely has. October twenty eighth of twenty twenty three marks a day that will go down in history. Do you know why? I'm not certain, but go ahead and enlighten me. Why is because Ronda Rousey has oh, officially yes. been moved to the WWE alumni section. <laughs> Confirming. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate you. I love you, brother. Thank you so much for coming in much and offering love, the support while you can. I hope you have an amazing show afterwards, and uh, I'm sure... Uh, Halloween Havoc is being fantastic for you right now. WWE officially moving her to the alumni section, but she did make a surprise return to the professional wrestling ring at the Lucha Vavoom show last Thursday, teaming with her close friend, Marina Shafir to take on Taya Valkyrie and Brian Kendrick in a tag team match. And this is the first time that she has actually competed in the professional wrestling world outside of the WWE. She actually yeah. got the pin and the win over uh, Brian Kendrick, not the pin. It was a submission, but it looks as though she's going to continue going on and doing independent dates when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. Uh, Revolver Unreal is the hashtag. So, the debut of Ronda Rousey was going to be happening at the Wrestling Revolver Unreal on Thursday, November 16th in Los Angeles, California. Um... How okay, so I have to ask, how have you felt about Ronda Rousey being in the world of professional wrestling? And would you watch this show that happens live on Fight TV? 
Oh, geez. Or Fight um, TV Plus. Sorry. Yeah. That's a bit of a loaded question because uh, I've kind of soured on Ronda in the last few months. Minus that feud with Shayna Baszler, the buildup was fantastic, but the match sucked. Right. Um, I'm actually happy that she did this because she did this as a favor to Marina Shafir. She was doing it to help get her over in the business, which is, as I mentioned in the previous topic, that's what you want to do with when you're when you've got this experience. Even though Marina actually has more years years more than Ronda does, she does. But it's that star power that Ronda has that would help Marina get more over. Um, she did this supposedly. It was a charity event or something like that. She did it for. Um, am I glad that she's trying to get up in the independence? Maybe. Because, you know, going through the independence, you get that seasoning that you need to get in or- before you make it to the big two. <laughs> right. Um, she also stated that she's doing these independent ones because she's she's tired of the stress from what the big two, AEW and WWE, could give her. And... Uh, Parrish and I talked about this post uh, broadcast last night. She, he's like, "There's not." We said, "There's nothing stopping her from still going to either one of the big two because money talks." Oh yeah, definitely it does. Definitely it does. I mean, if it didn't, um, I don't think that we would have the stars that are there today. Uh, love and a passion for something we also wouldn't have we also wouldn't have a great ACDC song just putting that out there <laughs> that's right we would not oh <laughs> uh, yeah but no um I'm sort of happy for her there's a bit of a morbid curiosity to see her wrestling in an independent show because right. let's face it those independent wrestling fans they're more rabid than what the WWE fans are. <laughs> Yeah, they definitely are. They definitely are. You know what? We're talking about independent professional wrestling right now. We're going to make the announcement right now as well that we want all of you that are in the area or in Ontario to make your way out to see the CWE. That is right. Canadian Wrestling's Elite will be making its way back into Ontario in January where they are going to be going through a few places, one place that they haven't been returning to a couple and coming back here as well. Very thankful for them and happy for their 15th anniversary tour. January 2nd, making a stop at the, I'm going to butcher this, uh, uh, Michiganin, First Nation, Ontario. Going back to Sudbury, Elliott Lake, a stop here in Sault Ste. Marie on January the 5th, and in Thunder Bay, January the 6th. Very, very cool. I'm very happy about this. They actually post saying that they are going to be um, 
Returning to the red-hot wrestling hotbeds of Sault Ste. Marie and Thunder Bay, which will see us host events at new venues for the first time ever. We want to kick off the new year in a big way and come celebrate this huge milestone celebration that you helped make possible. So I know that there have been people who have been asking about the show and when it is coming back to the Sioux, that is when Friday, January the 5th, which makes me excited because I can be there because I won't be on the cruise. (laughs) That means uh, you and I could possibly work that show. That's my birthday show because two days before is my birthday. (laughs) There we go. That works out perfectly. Perfectly. We may even have a special surprise that, uh, that is here for that as well. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. We did get a very big surprise on Monday Night Raw and a very happy surprise for a lot of us. And we're talking about the Creed Brothers. They arrived on WWE Raw alongside Ivy, Nile. They made their debut in the main roster on raw taking on alpha academy dude what, what a, match. a tag team match oh it was that, absolutely that doomsday, insane. De- that doomsday device at the finish oh right jesus right oh my god and it's a I, variation I'm... of a doomsday device yeah Right, because it's it's a combination doomsday device and the stage dive that the headbangers used to do. Yes. I can't remember what they called it, but I'm excited for them to be on Monday Night Raw with Ivy Nile. This opens up a world of opportunity for not only the tag team division, but also the women's division with a new name in Ivy Nile being brought in there as well. Now, the it's called the Brutus Ball. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Julius was holding up Otis in an electric chair position. Yeah. Setting up Brutus to hit the Brutus Ball to get the win with a three count it, on the main road. It still blows my mind how he managed to hold Otis back up about 10 15 steps before doing that that maneuver. Right. Just mind-boggling, you know. It is to me as well. It <laughs> definitely is. I don't understand how these guys have the power. I mean, I've I've hoisted up, you know, 300 pound men up over my head as well, but it was never uh for that long. I could never hold them up that long as long as uh Julius did here. That was insane i mean that that was something that like you do in wwe video games like because i remember in video games me giving yokozuna a doomsday device so right like wow they uh oh the creed brothers man i i'm i called it last night and i'm gonna say it again tag team champions bar none they are going to be tag team champions on the main roster Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. They definitely will be. Ivy Nile, I love that she's coming in to freshen up that women's division. 
I hope she freshens up the women's tag team division because I kind of thought of how cool would it be if her and Maxine formed a tag team. I think right. that would be beneficial. Yeah, I think it would be as well. I think it would be a great just, idea just for that. Just with that one. Right. I mean, that's all we really mm. can do in this uh, you know, business is just kind of speculate. Right. Mm. It's about all right. we can do. There's something that each and every one of you can do, though. Each and every one of you can take a look at RogueEnergy.com, our wonderful sponsor with our local establishment. Go and check out all the different flavors that they have got there. And while you're there, use the promo code OLEPODS and get 10% off your order each and every time that you use it. And if you're still unsure, maybe this will change your mind. Welcome back. My name is Carl Carafel alongside Chris Best. This is Turnbuckle Talk, Turnbuckle Havoc, episode number 345. Thank you all for coming back and joining us as we continue on with this episode here. We really only have one last topic to talk about and then, please, I urge all, each and every one of you to stick around as we go through a couple more commercials that we have got for you for some ways that you can help support us here at Turnbuckle Talk and our local establishment. Now, this last topic is a huge one that we've discussed last night a little bit, and we're going to talk about tonight now before i mention the single competitor that we talked about i want to know do you have concrete proof that that has actually happened or is it has it only been a verbal asking i'm not sure what you're talking about my brain is drawing a blank right now I am talking about a man from MLW named Alex Hammerstone. We're going to go right into it and talk about him. It's been reported that he has requested to be released, but I haven't seen anything concrete that it has actually been granted as of yet. Have you? I'm not seeing anything right now to be honest with you. Okay. I'm literally on the Google machine right now, double checking that stuff. (laughs) Right. Right. I haven't either, but I do know that he has reportedly 
asked for his release. Now, Colby, my good friend over at Wrestling Inc., has uh, put out an article about this saying that on Saturday, Alex Hammerstone requested his release as his five-year relationship has become frayed with them. His contract doesn't end until like the last few months of 2025. And that's why he's asking for his release. He's not just writing anything out. Now he is only 32 years old, but he hasn't appeared on MLW since July when his 644-day reign as the world champion ended at the hands of Alex Kane. They say that, uh, you know, it's being reported and said that his motivation has decreased after dropping the championship. Um, Now, Hammerstone is under a monthly guarantee that adds pay-per-view events. Right. Hammerstone was initially set to miss MLW September events due to a prior obligation. But when he became available, the funds that would have been allocated to him went elsewhere. So he was not brought in. He remains under the contract despite not being featured with the company's active online roster that has recently been updated. The current roster gives different names like Matt Cardona, Maki Odo, uh, Jacob Fatu, Minoru Suzuki, uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Kashida, Raven, and others. So if MLW is not even showcasing him on their website as part of the roster... Mr. Chris Parrish is letting us know that MLW has said they are not granting his release. If you're not even going to have him on your website as part of the roster, then why not allow this release to happen? Yeah, because, I mean, if you're going to keep him on and he's already disgruntled, just imagine how much more disgruntled he's going to be. Right? This could turn into a very toxic situation within the locker room. So if you let him go and let him go and do his own thing, give him a couple more years, maybe he does come back to MLW. Right? And you know what? The majority of people do. The majority of people who have been with a company for so long will go and do other promotions. And then ultimately make their way back to their original promotion that they were with to either finish out their career or uh, lend a hand with the company in some way, shape, or fashion. Right. So, you've heard it here. As of right now, there is no granted release for Alex Hammerstone, but he's not even showcased. You heard it here. <laughs> there is one that we can say, um, 
have been. Okay. Mm-hmm. They have been granted their release. And we are talking the Samoan SWAT team, former MLW tag team champions. Uh, Lance Inouye and Juicy Fineau revealed on Sunday night on X, previously known as Twitter, that they were granted their releases. Their last match happened back on July the 8th at Never Say Never, where they lost the tag team championships to Akira and Ricky Shane Page. Um, This is kind of exciting for these guys to be free agents. Mm -hmm. Especially given who's angling to get them into a certain promotion. That being... right. We must acknowledge him, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has been angling to get Lance Anawahi into the WWE for quite some time now, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and Lance did do work with the WWE. He did do a squash match with Roman some years ago. Right. <clears throat> right. So I'm I'm excited for this as well i think yes ultimately we're going to be seeing them uh grace us on wwe programming whether they are actually part of any bloodline storyline is yet to be told we really don't know but we do know that they have been granted their release um I don't see any reason why they wouldn't go to the WWE for those reasons alone, because the family is there, right? Yeah. And I was going to point out like the family has been there for the last 40 odd years. So right. Right. Going all the way back to like head shrinkers. Yeah. Even further back off on High Chief Peter Maivia was there. Right. So, I mean, we're looking actually more close to 50 years that the uh, Anawahi family has had this relationship (laughs) with the WWE. Yeah. No, it's absolutely huge the amount of time that this family has been within the confines of the WWE. And to bring more in, I think, is a great move to do, especially for them. Now, I worry that them coming over to the WWE immediately could have some problems and some issues going from MLW right to the WWE. Now now I'm not knocking MLW. MLW is a great promotion, but it is Mm -hmm. still one of the independent promotions that are out there that has a good deal when it comes to broadcasting. Would it be better for them to maybe, um, even as a team or individually, make their way to, um, you know, Impact? Or, you know what, I can't even say Impact, because I put MLW and Impact on the same level here right now. Um, NWA, uh, Impact, 
and MLW, uh, like they're all they're all like same level for me right now. But what yeah. about Ring of Honor, or what about AEW first? Before and doing that for like let's just say a year before fully going into the transition to the WWE. Well, that's where you would uh, again if you're joining one of the big twos. If you go to AEW, you can get a little bit of a little bit more seasoning there. But if you're going to go to straight to WWE, and as you said, the transition from MLW to WWE could be slightly different from them then that's where maybe you might want to put them through the performance center get them through nxt so that they can get used to the way wwe runs things as well um AEW would be a good fit for them i i was going to suggest tna but uh when rikishi was there the relationship wasn't the best for the anawahi family and tna right right so yeah but yeah, no, I, I totally mean, if he it. goes to AEW, he get they if they go to AEW, they get that seasoning again. You spend a year mm-hmm. or two there, go over to WWE. You've you by this point, you've already built yourself a name, provided Tony Khan knows how to promote you. Right, right. But I think I think at this point, um, as long as Tony gets his head out of his ass and starts allowing some of these uh, veteran superstars mega freaking stars to start handling a little bit of that business for him then we will be able to see that uh goodness start to come and start to happen right so it will be something that uh, hopefully we do get to see at some point do you have anything else that you want to add to the show tonight no, uh, I think we covered most of the major stories, and I got we got Bobby Stats coming in and saying Happy Halloween, <laughs> Happy Halloween to you, Bobby. <laughs> oh, love you, brother! Thank you so much for popping in. I really do appreciate you. You're absolutely fantastic. I love having you here. Well, then, with that, I would love to tell you guys about our shop that we have open. There is a multitude of different things that are there for you, and this will tell you. The official Turnbuckle Studio shop is open. Official merchandise from all the favorite shows, plus merchandise you can only find here. Stuff from Turnbuckle Studios. Carl Carafel unboxes. The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke. Miscellaneous products that you can only find here. Beats and beatdowns. And turnbuckle talk. Find all this merchandise exclusively at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. And anything that you do purchase there, I can guarantee you, goes back into everything that we do here within Turnbuckle Studios. And I really do appreciate everyone that goes and makes a purchase over there. Not because I'm any better, but because I feel that the shine should go somewhere else tonight. I am doing my socials first. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. 
That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash K-A-R-L-K-A-R-U-F-E-L. You guys have heard me say it a thousand times. You all know where it is. The shine now goes to my tag team partner, the guy that I am rolling with throughout thick and thin with turnbuckle talk, the man who stepped up to be the co-host of co-hosts of turnbuckle talk, Chris Best. Please let everybody know what you have for your socials and what is going on. All right. So you can find me on Twitch TV, CBRS underscore entertainment, threads.net at cbestfilms83, facebook.com, chris.best83, tiktok.com, CBRS Entertainment, youtube.com, at chrisdamage83. You can find me here every Tuesday night, 8.05 Eastern, alongside this fine man, Carl Carafel, doing turnbuckle talk. You can find me 8 p.m. Eastern, Monday nights, with the Raw Watch Along, alongside Chris Parrish, OMD as well, who is weren't with us today um this saturday you can find me on chris Parrish's twitch uh channel as we uh <clears throat> sorry that that message distracted me as we do a live <laughs> watch along of uh crown jewel that's gonna be absolutely that'll fantastic. be at 1 p.m eastern 1 p that's right yeah. 1 p.m eastern that's gonna be absolutely fantastic if you guys have not seen anything that happens when it comes to our local establishment and all of our friends that are there it's down in the ticker below once again please go and check out all of that there are so many great things that happen within we just got the some, world of professional we just got wrestling breaking, huge breaking, breaking news, news for the there for mr Parrish. jewel show Mark Talks Wrestling will be joining Parrish and I. It'll be just like SummerSlam. And that was a fun show, by the way. Oh, that is that is fantastic news. I love hearing that. Andre, it is all good, my friend. I know that uh, you know people got lives and things are busy. Uh, whether someone's here live or watching this afterwards, I appreciate each and every one of you. There's so many great things that happen with our local establishment. Uh, it's it's sometimes hard for me to, to even remember everything that is there, but you did see oh, Andre yeah. and Melball wrestling talk. Go and check out that channel on YouTube. They have some great stuff over there. Andre is a great friend. Melball is absolutely amazing at what she does. Um, Melball, if you want to know anything about New Japan pro wrestling, she's going to be your go-to girl for that 100%. Ah, you know what, Bobby? We appreciate you. We appreciate every little thing that you do for us. I, I and, and really sincerely, sincerely mean that. The tickers have gone. The show has gone. And I want to thank each and every one of you. My name is Carl Carafel. That over there is Mr. Chris Best. Happy Halloween to each and every one of you. Remember, everyone. The world's a scary place. Take care of each other.